Shalom Aleichem, Shavu Atov, to all of you listeners of this beautiful station, a great station of religious music, Divrei Torah, Divrei Musar. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. I want to talk about Parashat Balak. Uh, first, let me mention a, uh, uh, the, the, the first part of the parasha, and it talks about Balak being very scared, he's frightened from the Bnei Israel, although there was no reason to be frightened, the Bnei Israel were not going to uh, attack him. It says, Beferush al-Tatsar et Moab. Hashem told him not to go ahead and fight Moab, but uh, that did, uh, it didn't register with him. At any rate, he sent people to Bilam, and he said, uh, what did he say? He said, come, and Hasbi Shalom cursed this nation because they're very strong, and perhaps I, I'll be able this way to uh, uh, chase him out of the land. And then he says, Ki adati et asher I know that whoever you're blessing will be blessed, and whoever you're going to curse will be cursed. That's all he said. Nothing else. Fine. They come to uh, Bilam. He hears. He says, okay, Lord, now I want to see what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. And he tells him, no, uh, the next morning, no, like Hashem doesn't want me to go. Fine. Next time, the next ones that come, of course, the offices are much more important. And what, is, what do they say? They say, Ki me'od. We will give you great honor. That's all they're saying. First, they say, oh, you're a great man. You can bless people. Uh, next time, the next second time, we're going to give you a lot of honor. What is the answer? Vayan Bilam. If Balak will give me his entire house full of silver and gold, he says. No, I ain't going to go. I'm not going to be able to go against the what Hashem is telling me. I would love to, but it's not so simple. Now, this is what 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 the what he says. And from here, Rashi says like this. When he says, Melo beto if he gives me all his whole entire house, silver and gold. Now, nobody mentioned anything about money here. They mentioned about he, he's a great guy, he can bless him. They mentioned that uh, they give him a lot of kavod, but nothing, nobody mentioned anything about money. So Rashi deduces from here, Lamadnu Ah, this man is, is uh, he wants a lot. He's got great desire. He's got lust for money. That's what we learn from here. Okay. And well, then he adds, okay, uh, he thinks to himself, he said to himself, look, Balak, he has anyway, if he wants to fight the Bnei Israel, he's got a big army. And with army, maybe he'll win, maybe not. With me, Definitely he'll win. And he gets into his brain that, who? Oh, <laughs> no, there's no one second to him. He wants money and money. Okay. But the Hachamim asks a question from this, from a Mishnah in Masechet Avot. It says the following. 
אמר רבי יוסי בן קיסמא. רבי יוסי בן קיסמא הוא זתנה. הגרי תלמיד חכם. And he says, פעם אחת הייתי מהלך בדרך. One time, I was walking on the road, and a person, a certain person, like uh, he met me there, נתן לי שלום, he says, hello. I said hello to him. Then he said to me, Rabbi, Rabbi, from where do you come? Where do you come from? He said, oh, I come from עיר גדולה של חכמים ושל סופרים. I come from a, a big town that has a lot of sages, a lot of scholars. And so he says to him, Rabbi, perhaps you might want to come and be with us, you know, as the rabbi, in other words, as, you know, you're going to be teaching us, you're a great sage. I will give you 1,000 dinares of dinares zahab. That's that this is gold coins. Margaliot, gems, precious stones. So what does he answer? אמרתי לו, בני, מסון, אם אתה נותן לי כל כסף וזהב ואבנים טובות שבאו, give me all the money in the entire world. אין נידר אלא במקום תורה. I only gonna be living in a place of Torah. לפי שבשעת פטירתו של אדם, after 120, when he goes up in heaven, אין מלווים לו לאדם, לא כסף ולא זהב. All the money that he has in this world is not going to stay with him. It cannot go with him. It stays here. So what goes with him? תורה ומעשים טובים only. That's the only thing that goes with him. So the question that the Hachamim asked is, oh, look, from, by, by the fact that Bil'am said, אם יתן לי בלק מלא ביתו כסף וזהב, gives me his entire home full of silver. He says, From there, Rashi deduces that, oh, now sure, he's got a loss for money. Now we see Rabbi Yosef Menkisma is saying, oh, if you give me also the, all the money in the world, I'm not going to go there. So perhaps is, is it the same thing? Is that a difference? And the answer is yes, there is definitely a big difference here. A lot of differences. Well, at least I'm going to bring two differences. First of all, uh, the, uh, 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 over here, um, Rabbi Yossi bin Kisma, he did not bring up the idea of the money first. The other one told him. The one that mentions, if you come, I'm going to give you money. He says, look, so the proper answer is, look, <laughs> I'm not interested in your money. And from the end, we see that, what did he say? He said, look, money... not going to help me anyway. That's not going to go with me. Only Torah Ma'asim Tawib. So we see there is no Hamdat Mamun here. On the other hand, with Bil'am, nobody mentioned money. He is the one that said something about money. A second difference is, he said, Lu uchal awar piyashim. I can't. I cannot violate the, uh, whatever Hashem tells me. In other words, I would love to. I want to. But I can't. I'm unable to. 
this is radically different from Rabbi Shibin Kisma, who says, all I want is Torah and Ma'asim Tovim. I want to be in a place that's surrounded by hachamim, by sages, by people who learn Torah all day. What a big, big difference between the two. When we look into Chazal Midrashim, we see something very interesting about Bilam. Bilam had very special powers. He had kohot, miyuhadot, unbelievable. First of all, Hazal tells us he was the equivalent to Moshe Rabbeinu. The big, Moshe Rabbeinu was the biggest Navi we ever had. And he was equivalent to him. Then he says something. It says, Kirega His anger is one rega. And Bil'am Rasha, he knew when that rega was. Now, what does rega mean? A moment, what does that mean? And how much can you say in a rega? The Tosafot answers that. Tosafot says, you know, in that rega, he can say one word. Kalim. Hasbi shalom. Get rid of them. One, one way you can say that. Or, or he says, once you start already at the time, which is the proper time, even if you continue, it doesn't matter. It still goes with it. This is similar to what we have uh, when we have Seudah for example, and we wash before Shekiah, we make a mosi, we sit down, we eat, then we have Mizmorim, we have Divrei Torah, this and continues all the way beyond uh, beyond the, the darkness, you know, when it gets dark already. Do we say that Seva Halitza Birkat Amazon? The answer is yes, we do. Because you started, once you started before, it, it's okay, you can continue. So this is similar to that. Once it starts, you can go on. But look at the Koah. He knew exactly that time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had this kind of rega. Well, we don't understand what does that mean, Hashem has rega, has shalom. But whatever, this is what Chazal say. He knew, and at that moment, if he were to curse, it will be realized. You know, they tell us, Hazal tells us there were many Saddikim that were born Mehulim, circumcised. Adam, Noah, Shem, Yaakov Avinu, Yosef at Saddik, David Amelech, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Bilam. Bilam was Nolad Mahul. He had this also, uh, this characteristic of being Mahul together with all these great Saddikim. It says that during Matan Torah, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu came down to give the Torah, the Melachim, the kings, the Mota Olam came to Bilam. I mean, like uh, they looked at him as someone much, much higher than they spiritually. And uh, they said to him, what is this great noise that we hear? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu's voice and the Brakim, the thunder and everything that was going on was so strong that he, he went way, 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 hundreds of miles. What is this that we hear? Perhaps HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bringing him a bull in the world. He told him, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. Hashem already swore that he's not going to bring him a bull any longer. 
That's why we have the keshet every now and then. It's a rainbow to tell us, hey, remember, I could bring the mabu, but I'm not. That is not what it is. So what is it? So it tells them, that there is a special thing that has been stored by Akadosh Baruch Hu, 974 generations before the creation of the world. That is the Torah. And he's giving it to Bnei Israel now. Rabbutai. Look at this Koah of uh, Bilam. All the Melachim come to him to ask him. Obviously, it was extremely uh, important. It was Hashuv. They gave him a lot of importance. There is the idea that in, in, in uh, Gemara Zebahim, it tells us that Kadush Baruch Hu revealed to Bilam all major things that were happening in the world. It was revealing to Bilam. This is like, you know, by, by Abraham Avinu, when Hashem wanted to destroy Sedom Amorah, he says, I'm going to, you know, like uh, cover this up, like and not tell, not reveal it to my, my, my servant Abraham Avinu. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, and he told him about it. Of course, Abraham Avinu, he, he argued quite a bit about it. But the point is, he was such an Adam Hashuv that Hashem was revealing to him the major things that are happening in the world. You know, another thing, when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to go and fight Midian, Moshe Rabbeinu did not go by himself to fight. He figured Midian is where he, he grew up, Hakaratatov, he didn't want to do it himself. So he sent Pinhas. They were successful in, uh, in the war with Midian. But then when he got to, uh, to Bilam, the Midrash says, Bilam had the koah of knowing the Shem Hamforash. Shem Hamforash. With the Shem Hamforash, he went up in the air. Up in the air. Are you going to reach him? But Pinhas also knew the Shem Hamforash. And he went even above him. Brought him down. According to Midrash, they made the judgment for him, and he came out guilty, and they killed him. But he knew the Shem Hamforash? Bil'am, great. Great sage. Another thing. If you look at the Gemara Abu Dazara, it tells us over there, Amar Rabbi Pinhas bin Ya'ir. Rabbi Pinhas bin Ya'ir says the following. He says, there are 10 steps in order to go from Torah to Ruach HaKodesh. And he actually, he says all the 10 steps. He writes them down. Torah mevi'ali di zehirut. Zehirut, zerizut, and so on. Nekiyut, and so on and so forth. And then anava, yirat het. And so Kedushah, and all the way at the end, Ruach HaKodesh. Ten steps. Well, Bil'am had these ten steps. He wanted these steps. No way. Was that Had Anava? He was the biggest guy. Wait, Kedushah? Full of Tumah. Yirat Het? 
he feared uh, he feared uh, that the sin went away. It's going to eliminate the whole nation. There's no sechel, no morals. He was corrupt. So what happened? How come actually with all this cohort and yet he was he was able to have this greater nevi'ut, nevu'ah? So the answer is this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was concerned about Umot Olam coming and saying to him, had you given us a Navi that is like at par with Moshe Rabbeinu, a Navi that was so great that's equivalent to Moshe Rabbeinu, then we would have also repented. We would have accepted the Torah. We would have been like the Bnei Israel. So Hashem says, is that what you want? Okay. Hashem was concerned about that. So he gave them. He gave them Bilam. Unfortunately, it was a Rasha. So the Nevu'ah that he gave to Bil'am, this strength, these powers that he had, was not something that he earned. It was a gift. It was a gift. Hashem just gave it to him. Pashut. Because Hashem was concerned. He didn't want that the Umut Alam should have a complaint to him. So the, 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 this is why he had his rich out anyway, but he got it. You know, it's like someone uh, take two people. One who starts in a big company, but he starts from the bottom. He's smart, and and he's very diligent, and he works hard, and slowly and slowly rises until he gets up to be the president of the company. Well, that man knows what to do he will be able to run the company properly. A man who never ran a company, all of a sudden he wins on a lottery or something like that, or he gets some inheritance thing from somewhere. We've seen many, many, many cases like this where the people don't know what to do with the money. They don't know how to manage it. They don't know what to do. And, and they, they, uh, uh, sometimes they, uh, they, they even uh, spill it uh, someplace and, uh, and uh, they, and we see that they become even more corrupt by having this kind of money. But this was a gift that Hashem gave him. Now, how did he get? How did he arrive to this state of low life, uh, even immorality? You know, he gave the bad counsel to Midian about sending the daughters. And how do you get to this kind of depravity, this wickedness? Because he had midot mushato. The midot that he had will corrupt themselves. As it says in Masechet Avot, a person who has the following three beautiful midot, character traits, ways of behavior, and that's Ain Tova, 
meaning a good positive eye, meaning that he looks at everything the proper way. And I saw once a Pshat Ayin Tova is when a person says to himself, whatever Hashem gave me is too little. But whatever Hashem gave to the other guy, oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Whatever Hashem gave me is too much. Give me too much. But whatever Hashem gave to the other guy is too little. He needs more. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll pray for the other guy to get more. Himself, oh, Baruch Hashem, Yeshli Kol, I have everything. That is Ayin Tova. Ayin Ra'a is the other way. Ayin Ra'a is like Bilam. Whatever Hashem gave me is not enough. Never enough. Oh, but the other one, oh, <laughs> He's got so much, so much. Oh. That's the Ayin The Midot of a person is extremely important. I heard once a short story about of Chaim Friedlander from Eretz Israel. He was a big Tamit Hacham. He was a Rosh Yeshiva. And unfortunately, he was diagnosed with a tumor that was uh, uh, malignant. And, uh, you know, he didn't have much time. And the doctors you know, told him he was very aggressive. Uh, after a little while, they told him, okay, that's it. He's got about three weeks to go. Three weeks to go. A Rosh Shiva. What should he do in three weeks now? He has to, you know, that's it, three weeks. What should he do? Should he give a lot of tzedakot? Should he do a lot of gimelot hesed? Perhaps he should go through the shas. You know, a whole, uh, once, what, the entire shots in these three weeks? He was a very smart man, a wise person. He didn't know what to do. He went to Rak. I love Shalom. He went to Rav Shach. He asked him. He told him the situation. And Rav Shach answered him. He says, work on your midot. Work on your midot. Here is a man. That was a Rosh Yeshiva, a Sadiq. He told him, these three weeks, work on your midot. That is extremely important. For a person to be a Talmud Hacham and a great Talmud Hacham and to be respected by others, his midot have to be exemplary. That's, that's the way it should be. We, I know the Hakam Abadiya Yosef Allah Shalom, he gives the uh, the Psaq Halakha regarding the Asareti Meteshuvah. The Asareti Meteshuvah, we try to do as many mitzvot as possible. We try to improve our past. Perhaps in our past we did not come, get up on time to go to Tefillah. Uh, we didn't go run to the Shi'urim, this and that. We didn't do enough. Gimilut Hesed. So we try as much as possible to cram whatever we can during the 10 days, the 40 days, the 30 days before, the 10 days especially. Then he says, we don't have to improve only on the mitzvot themselves, but it's even more important and much harder to improve on our midot. During the Aserete Meteshuvah, a person should try as hard as possible because it's not easy to improve on his midot. 
Anger, ka'as, for example, that's not simple. If a person has this inclination of being angry, should work on it. Some people have the, this idea of nekama, revenge. Oh, he did this to me. Ah, <laughs> I'm going to get back at him. And, oh, ooh, he, he, he's going to be sorry after I'm finished with him. Ah, that's just not the day. Nekama. Jealousy. Kin'ah. Oh, my neighbor has this, this, and that. Me. <laughs> Where's the Ayin Tova? Hatred. So many other kinds of midot that we have to improve on. He said, especially of course it doesn't have to be only then. A person should try to improve his midot throughout the entire year. Then he will be a better person. When every single Jew in the world will improve his midot, then there will be unity and shalom and ahava among all the Bnei Israel. And that will be very conducive to the death of Mashiach Sidkenu Amen. I would like to just remind you again that this is a great station here. Try to help out as much as you can. And also let you know that we have a, a beautiful uh, a, a social hall downstairs in our shul. If you have any simhau, you're planning any simhau, please look us up. I'm sure you'll be satisfied. Skula Misvot Shavuatov.